Art isn't your pet. It's your kid. It grows up and talks back to you. Joss Whedon. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Starting the new year, our January series is going to be a lot of writing advice from the masters of writing. So to prepare for that, our question today is, how do I learn? There is a big mess of writing advice out there. Understanding how to analyze it, how you comprehend it, is part of growing in your skills. Not all advice, even from people who have made their way in the writing world, is right for everyone. But listening to it, analyzing it, and deciding if it's right for you will help you go faster than trying to discover everything for yourself the hard way. I really wish I had listened more when I was a newer author. I didn't want to be like everybody else. And I ended up learning a lot of lessons the hard way. And the fact that I have to learn lessons is a lesson. You, our audience, are probably already past that because you're listening to us and therefore already expecting to learn and grow as authors. So back pat on you. There are a couple questions that you need to ask yourself when you receive a piece of advice. The very first one is, of course, whether or not you agree. Some people, having their creation is more like having a pet. It does what I tell it to. It'll stay that way forever. Joss Whedon would disagree, as our opener said. Understanding yourself and understanding where they're coming from changes how you ingest the advice, and if you even should ingest the advice. If you don't take a step back and consider where you are in your writing and what kind of things that you need to change in order to improve, you aren't going to make progress. And so asking yourself whether or not you agree with the piece of advice will help you see where you are. And then you need to go one step further and ask yourself what evidence you have that either supports or defies that advice. Another quote we've taken from Joss Whedon in the past is, make it grim, make it dark, but for the love of God, tell a joke. We hear that from him, and then we look at his works We see Iron Man making the quip of Shakespeare in the Park. That kind of witticism is signature for Joss Whedon. But there's also plenty of stuff out there that is dark, that is grim, that never tells a joke. So it all depends on the genre and your style personally. That's the next question you ask when getting advice. Do I share a target audience with the person giving advice? Because if Nicholas Sparks comes to me and says, hey, your writing's great, you just need to have a lot more romance in it, not going to happen. He's wrong because it's not the right genre for that. It's not the right target audience. I'm more likely to take Lee Child's advice because his audience and my audience overlap quite a bit. Sometimes it is very good to take advice that challenges the status quo, that pushes you to try something new. 
Like Lee trying to see if she was a panzer, and me finally realizing that maybe I should plot some more. These bits of advice are the ways that you'll grow, the ones that challenge you. I had someone tell me once that my sentences were too long during fight sequences. I kicked and screamed against it, and I eventually realized they're right. This challenged me to be better, to be more efficient with my words, to flow and be more precise with my word choice in my combat. So a lot of advice comes in the form of criticism. This can be a hard way to take advice because it feels like somebody is tearing apart your baby. But criticism is good because it makes us realize we do have a direction to stretch. So Lee, how do you handle criticism? Generally, with a big pint of haagen sometimes alcohol is involved. Okay, often. But one of the first questions I answer when somebody gives me advice is how much do I value this person's opinion? If there's some random internet troll who says your writing is terrible, I don't care about their opinion because they don't have any value in my life. If Lee says, hey, this scene is not working. I trust her opinion on this scene. For me, when I get criticism, I always try to consider it. I'll mull it over. I'll decide whether or not there's any real basis to it. Because if there's something that somebody didn't like about it, there's probably a reason behind it. So when I sent Toxic to my alpha readers, I had one of them in particular ask me a lot of questions about the romance subplot. So I took that advice with a grain of salt, but I also took some other very good advice from that same person and changed some things to make it a little bit more plausible. One of the bits of feedback that I've gotten that I've had to ponder quite a bit is when somebody says, oh yeah, just like this other popular culture thing. I'm not copying Martin, I'm I'm writing my own story. But hearing that is a good thing. It means they're investing in it enough to make those connections in the first place. If they weren't, they wouldn't even try to make those connections. And trust me, no story is 100% unique. Look at Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. They're all essentially the same story. Another question that we got is, do you have any advice on not getting discouraged during the editing process? The first thing is that if you are in the editing process where you have someone else editing your story, remember that they are your friend. They are an ally in your writing process. If you've found the right one, they will always be trying to make the story better. They wouldn't be helping you out. They wouldn't be editing your work if they didn't see at least a good potential in your story. Also know that you shouldn't be rushing the editing process, but don't delay it either. I know it can be easy when you get discouraged to set it down and not try because it's hard, it hurts, and you feel like the whole thing is terrible, but don't try to just blow through it because you think that it's perfect either. In the end, a lot of the editing process is about the big picture. It's not just your baby anymore. 
They are trying to make it better. Just like our quote at the beginning said, our work, our great works are kids that grow up and talk back. And if you're listening to your editors, if you're listening to your alpha readers, you'll see this and you'll see it's a good thing for the end. One last bit of advice on how do I learn is to not only learn from the greats, but learn from the terribles too. If you go to a movie and say that was stupid, figuring out what made it stupid and how to make it better will help you become a better storyteller. Do you have any fantastic epic stories out there in the world that you simply can't stand? Most of the things that are considered great literary works, I have not read because they're just straight up boring. Yeah, I had the misfortune of reading the unabridged version of Moby Dick. Oh, oh, that sounds horrible. The point of this tangent is to recognize what you don't like. It's okay not to like stuff. And then, of course, don't repeat it in your own writing. Learn from the mistakes of others. Learn from the mistake of Tolkien. You don't need to go on huge, long tangents to describe a tree. Oh, an old man in the sea. In general, Hemingway, horrible. I know people think he's a great author, but oh, he's so boring. (laughs) I think he might be one of the authors we're covering next month. Probably, and I'm going to hate it the entire time. Yay! (laughs) So we hope that you take advice and try to learn from it. Analyze it, figure it out, decide whether that works for you, and learn from it. Learn from all kinds of sources. Learn from the good, the bad, and the ugly. If someone is directing this advice at you, you don't have to take the advice the way they give it, but you can pay attention to why they think something needs to change and then come to your own conclusions. Take the advice, learn from it, and really the best way to learn is by doing. And you do by writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>